Hello everybody and thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. Today we have a guest from Chicago and we are talking to Angel Giorgio who is the Senior Product Marketing Specialist over at Canon USA. Angel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Debbie, for having me. You're definitely a kindred spirit. And um, it was so obvious from our short little video interview that we did that we could have a really great conversation about how the industry is developing, specifically for kind of personalized products, wall coverings, etc., using digital technologies. So, Angel, you clearly have a passion for print. How did that start and where did your career journey begin? Um, my career actually started when I was really young in photography. So uh, mm-hmm. I was very much involved in photography, uh, shot pictures, was involved in that industry initially younger, um, out of college, and then ended up staying in that business and just learning more and more and more and wanting to find out how do I stay in this business? Because my passion for art and visual, um, I could do through a camera. So mm-hmm. um, I just, as the digital market started to change, I was working at Ilford at that time uh-huh. um, when digital printing papers were being developed then. And um, so I just have kind of taken it from there. I've always been involved in media for order over 40 years now um, in some kind of, you know, printing technology for with paper. So. So you're a curious creative. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. It, and it helps me with my, I have a design degree and then yes. I have a marketing degree, but um, the design helps me. That mm-hmm. fuels the fire of why I love what I do so much. Yeah, it will. As a creative, you can push the boundaries, can't you, for what the machinery can do. Yes. And I'm always asking what more can it do? So Good. that's that's probably my biggest, um, always my biggest questions is that, well, if we can do that, then can it do this, right? Yeah, so yeah. sometimes we're successful, sometimes it's a failure, but you don't know if you don't try. So Absolutely. And that's how new markets are formed, isn't it, really, for products? Yeah, it's a good way, good way to find new markets, also uh, launch new applications, a different mm-hmm. way to do things, mm-hmm. um, which is part of my job, just finding... Um, uh, and really the fun, the, the most, uh, rewarding part of my job is coming up with a solution to a problem that someone has posed, um, uh-huh. to be able to use our technology to solve the problem or with other technologies, sometimes to just understanding the media and how it works. Yeah, so. however, exactly. It's like, it's a recipe, isn't it really? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Well, so much going on, so much changing so quickly as well. We're going to move on shortly and um, talk about some of the Canon technologies which are driving these innovations. But first of all, I think it'd be really nice just to talk about the opportunity and to ask you, you know, why do you think digital technologies offer the interior decor industry really um, so many exciting, exciting avenues to explore? Yeah, I. I think that as you look around and the opportunity for print service providers to um, offer new products, Mm -hmm. um, also the expansion of materials, but also just the expansion of technology, Um, you know, latex kind of started us there and got us there and brought a lot of people, made them very aware of what we could do, you know, in the latex market. And now they're, you know, being head on with, Canon technology, other, you know, other UV technology to try to give customers an option of how do I do the same thing or 
how can I do this and be able to provide something or scaled out big projects, right? How do I provide 300 or 400 canvas pieces to a hotel, you know, to a Marriott or a Hilton because they're redoing something, right? You can't do that on an image program. You know, you can't do that in an inkjet. You'd never keep up with the opportunity. So the opportunity for interiors where customers can change, um, change out products successfully at, at a minimal cost now that also allows people to change wall coverings, change, you know, things that are on the wall, signage, those kind of things. People are winning more graphics business that way because it's just become less expensive and also easier for them to actually do new rollouts, I think. Yeah, and we're going to touch on kind of both rigid, rigid and roll-to-roll materials later. But I guess, you know, if you were to just to look in one hotel room at all the different services you've got in there. Exactly. Pretty much all of them can now be printed. Yeah, and I'm horrible at that because I walk in <laughs> and I start touching everything and then also critiquing things. Like yep. probably not the right product to have used there or they need to refresh that product, that yep. kind of thing. So yeah. Um, But there really is, there's tons of things, um, especially in a hotel space or restaurant space where it's just, it's amazing to see since I've been in this journey for so long, what you can actually offer now to customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing uh, the availability of those services, how that's exploding as well, isn't it really? You've got, you know, existing companies looking for convergence, but you've got a lot of entrepreneurial growth. Yes, I think, um, you know, a a lot of people, I mean, there is, you know, I think you can divide interior decor a couple of different ways, which is people that are really doing it, print service providers that are dealing with more commercial interiors. Uh And then now, though, the home decor, the DIY market is huge for website and print service providers, um, whether it's your picture of your family on canvas or it's a picture of the state where you live in or a graphic for the holidays or whatever. They're very different businesses, business models, but basically they're doing the same thing, printing on the same kind of materials, just selling them in different market spaces. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's kind of a good segue into the next question, actually, because, you know, personalization and customization is huge, huge business here in Europe in the interior decor space. And, you know, you've just touched on companies who are um, using your technologies to to do customized, personalized canvases. But that could be for that could be a holiday snap, as you say, or a whole hotel chain. It's incredible opportunities that is out there for scale aren't there for many many businesses yeah i mean we yes and we have so many um we have customers now that are you know learning how to do their own framing inside figuring out how they do it and service it as a frame or how do they print on something and be able to fill it you know complete the project get it packed get it shipped yeah. successfully to wherever mm-hmm. it's going Um, because that's always the big thing, isn't it? About when you go look at how am I going to do a 300 hotel thing? How am I going to get all this product to wherever it needs to go successfully without the cost of freight and damage and all of that? So there's a whole lot of things you have to think about. How am I going to do that? Um, but I think that, you know, when we talk about pricing, the pricing of media and products and stuff like that, 
it's still such a small part. You know, the ink and the media are still a very small part of what the whole job costs. The labor and all of that is probably more expensive than actually what the job actually is costing to run. Yeah. In many cases. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And all of those different business models in between, really, you know, because so often, you know, if you if you were to move backwards and look at, you know, you design and create um, a piece of art for a hotel and it would then be rolled out. Every single room would pretty much be a blank copy of a fit out room. You know, they'd make they'd make a, a temp room. Um, everyone would sign off on that room and then that would be rolled out to all of the hotels in the Hilton chain, perhaps across, you know, across one coast of the States or whether that was here in the UK. They don't do that anymore. They're, the designers are actually fine tuning each of those rooms to to reflect lifestyle or to reflect the ethos of the hotel. So many different ways of doing it. But there's a lot of work in that, isn't there, for the creatives working in this industry? Yeah, I think and I think it's a lot of opportunity. Right. Of you being able to not just take a standard image and then it's just cookie cutter. Right. Because I think the hotel industry has recognized that, um, you know, there's there's a lot of upscale hotels that don't want every guest to think they're in the same room as the guest next door. They want every room to be different and variable printing and variable data is a huge part of that. Right. Being Mm -hmm. able to create those files and be able to print them all at the same time and scale that job up is only because of digital, right? You probably could never have done that as at the same cost effectiveness and timeliness, being able to do the rollout on time that you could do that you could have done even six or seven years ago, I think, quite frankly. I mean, it's just it astronomically has changed how fast we can do things now. Angel, you're absolutely right. You really, really are right. And um, <clears throat> if you just think about how much AI is touching into all of that, and has always been part of that, but it's kind of hidden in many ways. Lots of people talking <laughs> about it now, but it's always been there. But um, yeah, it's, it's um, there's as much work in, I say this all the time, I suppose, but there's as much work in one SKU as there is in a file that prints 10,000 of the same thing. But being able to change it and on the fly is so important for our industry. Yeah. And I think that, you know, uh, we also deal with people who, you know, um, I think with creatives that, you know, you look at something and I do the same thing, creating a show, right? If I create the, create the graphics for the show or think about in my head, what I think we'd like to show. Sometimes when it starts printing, we all kind of look around and go, that's not going to work. You know, what I thought was going to happen doesn't happen, right? Yeah. But digitally, okay, okay, well then how about if we do this, right? Understanding your equipment and the technology yeah. and what your technology can give you, then you make a few changes, you might make some file changes, and then now you have something that works great, right? Which is kind of what we did with that wall um, with Kenzie from uh, Z-House um, when he created, took his you know, new design and we kind of showed him what we could do with the Colorado on that wall yeah. covering wall. Um, we gave him some ideas and kind of led him down some paths and said, you don't have to do anything. We're going to do it for you. We just want to show you what we can do. Right. So that was kind of, it was a, that was a great venture because it was taking him and his ideas and his wonderful design, but then really showcasing what you can do when you understand the technology you're printing with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that you were doing there, Angel, as well, is, you know, you've done a lot of work on materials. You can really, you, you twin them. <laughs> with, and, you know, now I'm deeply diving deeper with you. I understand why, because you have that creative mind 
that can take the best of the machinery and take it to, with a new media, a new material, and make something unique. Yeah, um, and you know, we don't manufacture anything, but I understand the principles because I've been doing it for so long, right? Yeah, so I yeah. understand what's possible with all the right properties. So yeah. even sometimes when we're looking at something, somebody will send me to something to test and we look at it and it performs okay. But I'm like, if you could just do this or, you know, we're working with a couple of manufacturers to create a better coating for Colorado, right? To mm -hmm. make, because those UV gel links are so specific. Yeah. Um, if you could do this, it would really be better, right? And so being able to understand that, because I have a technical background, being able to understand that with the manufacturer really yeah. helps, I think, for us too, is that we don't just only take off-the-shelf product mm -hmm. and want to make it work. We're actually yeah. trying to create some better things that might work better for our community. So, And how great is that with the, all of the R&D? You're pushing it back into your into your customer base, aren't you, as well? Sharing yeah. all of those new, fresh ideas, which yeah. is really good. If you had to choose a couple of great things that maybe maybe from the most recent show or something you've done with a client recently, what were the two two maybe favorite things that you've done that you just think, wow, that really worked, that was great? Um, I think we did some really cool... Um, graduated the new uh, really the new white ink has just given us a whole nother presence for yep. what we can do and the possibilities yep. so I think a lot of people are really pushing that and yep. then the new metallic um the matte metallic wall covering so yep. that I'm really excited about because it gives without with white or without white that gives every Colorado customer the opportunity to be able to do a metallic wall where before they couldn't before. Um, and now it puts them in a space where they can see what they can create or let their customers create something. So yeah. um, I think it's, that wall coverings become more, my, more my passion about how we can extend that because I, there's so many people that ask about it and want to understand it. And there's lots of different places, lots of different spaces to get in a wall covering. You don't have to be just doing commercial grade wall covering um, you know, there's plenty of different markets that are using a wall graphic or that kind of thing that allows even somebody who's just learning, um, there's just the product expansion is just huge. And that market is getting, it's just so much easier to get somebody involved in something, you know, and it's, it, face it, it's pretty creative and it's pretty cool to see what we can create and what customers can create. So Absolutely. And I think probably in summary on that, you would say that, you know, the technology is disrupting the wallpaper marketplace the most. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes. It is. It is. It's just incredible, isn't it? I mean, you can print onto shells, you can print onto beautiful, beautiful wall coverings. As you say, the metallics, which wasn't possible before, or it was using conventional technologies, but it was very high end, very, very high end and incredibly expensive to to do to yes produce. and now it's in i mean it's still like more expensive yeah. but not expensive and yeah. um it's still a quality product um that people would you know um welcome a designer would welcome to use doing a commercial job and knowing yeah. that that's going to give her yeah. him or her yeah. the look that they want and their client the you know appeal that they want on the walls i think it's it's pretty cool absolutely to be able to use it just as a feature 
really mm-hmm. and yeah. keep every keep everything within budget and tone it down perhaps somewhere else yeah <laughs> yeah it's just it's just so flexible isn't it i mean it just democratizes the whole space and just adds so much so much value to both the printer and then the all of the new clients that those printers and markets they can step into it's fantastic it really is it's so so exciting i think it's time that we actually talked about some of the canon technologies which are managing to perform all of these kind of creative miracles on a on a whole myriad of substrates really um could you perhaps first of all i think we'll be talking off air before i think it'd be really helpful to talk about the difference the main key differences then between the arizona and the colorado technologies well one is um we don't we don't canon doesn't make a hybrid printer as Uh others have so um, we don't consider in Arizona, even if it has the roll media option on it, which is uh, an, a, something that you buy to put on the front part of the machine <clears throat> that allows you to do roll media. Um, it's the material always is stabilized. The board is always sitting on the top of the printer. It never moves from where it is. So that is our um, one of our biggest selling features is that we have very excellent registration. So when you're doing high end, um, product or you're doing a double-sided product, every registration is going to be, the both sides are going to be exactly in the same place. Okay. Um, So the ink differences, that is very classic or what we would consider now UV classic ink. Um, So it's a little more matte. It's not as shiny. Um, It has a different, um, uh, it's still curing as we would Mm -hmm. consider curing, but very different than how we cure UV gel ink. The technology is just very different. Um, and still, you know, the Arizona is obviously Canon, uh, you know, was original OSE, but now Canon technology for how we created those images. On the Colorado, this was a Canon technology from ground up. So creating the machine, uh, we make the print heads, we make the ink, um, and this whole technology of how we've gone from printing gloss and matte and how we can do it at the same time or separately um, to create the flex finish plus mm-hmm. the ink is a different base, a totally different product. Um, so we, it's very much more translucent. So that's the nice thing about it, which is why you use it on a, um, the difference would be on a reflective material on some reflectors that we use. You can actually use the reflective or on holographic or on shiny kind of surfaces. The ink is not matte. It actually lets the light come through. So it's a very different appearance, right? On Arizona, you can only, it's only matte. It's matte and that's the way the ink basically looks. Okay. Okay. So more matte in its own sense of matte. So yeah. Yeah. You you can use that for your own advantage then, can't you? Yes. As you say, you play with the media and the technology together. And you have a choice of ink when you do an Arizona of a uh, one that is more matte ink, depending on what you're doing for applications Uh and then the other one. So you have a choice when you actually buy a machine. Okay. On a Colorado, it's one kind of ink all the time. We just change the way we're curing in order to change the way the inks look. So totally opposite and if technology. You had to, if you had to split the customer bases in a simplistic way between <laughs> the in a simplistic way in between the Arizona and Colorado, how is that possible? Even um, well, I think the customer bases are starting to merge together in okay. some cases, depending on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking before about people doing texture. And yep. that kind of thing. And that has become very much um, a very big focus of Arizona customers or something that other people can't do or 
things that we've been doing for a long time and the creation of the new software of Prisma Elevate from touchstone of where it was creating a whole nother, um, more simplistic way for people to start creating texture yeah, um, very in their important. We should machine. dive into that. Yeah, Angel, it'd be really handy if you ex- if you just explained how that's working because we talk about texture. What you're actually doing is printing and building texture. And as, as you touched on before, that used to be done in Photoshop. You now have a much more sophisticated, simpler way of doing <laughs> that. <laughs> if you could explain that, that'd be great. Yeah, so it used to be in Photoshop, filed layered files, and I yeah. no, don't know specifically, so I'm not going to get too technical here. I just understand what happens. And then okay. um, Touchstone was the next one that we created, which allowed us actually to have a dongle yeah. um, and then give it to a designer who could create the layers of how they wanted that to build right uh-huh. in the file. And they would be able to send that file, <clears throat> excuse me, directly to... Um, the print service provider who would now be able just to print that, check the file and then be able to print it. In the Photoshop files, the print service provider had to do a lot of work to make sure that everything was really correct. Yeah. Don't worry. So they would now with Prisma Elevate, they've even expanded the software more just to give you more benefit. Um, We obviously use the varnish to build, allow you to layer the ink, but you can do as few as eight or 10. You can do as many as, you know, maybe 20 or 30, depending on what it was. So, um, you know, what the images are, how much they really want to do. I think a lot of people relate the canvas looking prints, the things of taking a flat print and creating canvas looking swishes and brush strokes and stuff like that to create a dimensional effect. I think that is the one thing that people see initially that realize that was done with texture um, yeah. by building ink. The other thing is the Braille yeah. or the ADA product so, as well. So those final products then would, what would they typically be then? Would they be kind of pieces of fine artwork, as you say? So it looks like a, it looks like a Van Gogh with all of the beautiful brushstrokes in there. Yeah. So people yeah. do reproductions that way and sell them uh-huh. as reproductions that way. Um, we have people that will do a feature like that in a hotel lobby, maybe something like that. That's very right. specific to the artist has created something. Um, uh, there's people that do them in galleries to sell, you know, uh, a reproduction or a one off of that. And I think, but then they, you know, they print it, they stretch it, they frame it and it looks like what it is. It's crazy. So peaceful pieces of work. Yes. Yeah, and it yeah. just there's just we've learned so many different things. We've taken photographs and created, you know, even a photograph and created levels of um, texture just to bring things out. We had a photo at the booth of a man um, who had a really big beard, and yeah. so they they went in and created the beard to be textured, so yeah. that when you really get close to it, you can tell the de- the definition in the printing is just quite remarkable, you know, that you're really seeing something way more dimensional and way more three-dimensional on a flat surface. I think what's interesting about creating this as well, though, is you're also creating all of this with incredible durability, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And um, it just, you know, it, they last, they look beautiful. Um, Obviously um, we are more careful when we handle them, but people have learned how to do this and, um, you know, handle it quite well. Yeah, so yeah. 
it's really 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 interesting if you had to have a couple of examples then maybe from people typically how they're using the colorado then where they're using it more in a roll-to-roll way how would um, how would you describe some great examples of what people have been doing with wall coverings um wall coverings for colorado i think um we are doing uh more roll-to-roll because uh-huh. of the dimensional stability of the machine the ink yes. so that we're yeah. not heating or you know, we're keeping everything around 85, 84 degrees. Um, The way the machine is set up for tracking and keeping track of your roll when it's printing, um, we do something different. A lot of people don't realize we push material across. We're not pulling it across. Yeah, it's a really key point, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's different. And it's also sometimes frustrating because you need to have enough, um, you need to have enough robustness in the sheet to get it across. Yeah. correctly. Um, but the ACC marks now that we can use white ink, we can actually print, you know, things that were reflective now can have white marks on them instead of black marks on them. Um, and it allows us to keep everything kind of in check. Um, and one, then- of, one of the things, uh, Angel, very early on in the journey of moving into digital war coverings, of course, was dimensional stability for the media. Um, and I was I was in France early this year, actually looking at the uh, the Canon wallpaper factory, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was the Colorado, wasn't it, with the uh, Fotoba all kind of put together as this incredible mini wallpaper manufacturer. Was the dimensional stretch that can happen in wall cover in digital wall covering production, and that's very much as you said was due in the past to stretch and heat. Um, so you've worked really hard with the Colorado to um, to bring that to bring that down to a minimum amount that can be controlled, I believe. Yeah, and you know what, I I honestly don't know to be honest with you. Initially, if we really understood when they developed the machine, when we first developed the Colorado, uh-huh. I don't know that we really understood the impact it would have in the wall covering market mm-hmm. until we actually started talking to customers and working with people. And even as far back as the original 1640, we had people um, that would just were amazed at what what was happening, like the ease of it, the panel to panel matching. Yeah. We actually did the world of wall covering challenge when we first launched the machine um, that I had panels printed. Uh, we sell a material here in the U.S. I had yeah. rolls sent to five different countries and we had panels printed in five different countries and put them all together and made an exhibit. Um, and they side matched perfectly. Yes. Wow. And everyone signed impressive. them. We had videos of them. We still have the video. I think it's still up on the website. So now I'm talking about trying to do it now in the U S with, yeah. you know, five or six customers, same kind of yeah. thing, just to reproduce it again. Now that the machine has changed, um, the, you know, the, the name has changed, but the technology has really not changed. Yeah but we have so many more people now doing wall covering. So that was a big thing. There's a picture of me in the, in the shop when we laid them all out, like this worked, you know, and um, it was awesome. But from Japan to Germany, to U S to Australia, we had Canada, we had all different countries doing it. They all had directions, you know, please put this in, use the same profile print on your printer. Yeah. It was really a great, it was a great, understanding of what was possible and it's just gotten more possible and more things possible as we've developed the machine 
that's that's actually very impressive, Angel. Because it was pretty crazy because we, you know, yeah, it was a big those question were huge mark. issues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, when I when I saw the machine in in France earlier this year, I was like, kind of, okay, how do you control structured speed? And did a little, I went through everything <laughs> with everybody. And you know, I have spoken to a number of your customers as well who don't have any problems. So it's um, yes, yeah, it's it's fantastic how, in as you touched on earlier, in a very short space of time, we are using digital technologies to take the pain points out of mass production. Really. Yes. And I think also think the things you can do on a gravure press The you know, typical wall covering uh-huh. was done. You buy a pattern and then that pattern just repeats on the wall. But what yeah. if you want to do a skyline of Chicago or New York, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, you can't do that that way. So yeah. how are we going to create that? So with software yeah. through Onyx and a file, you're able to create something. And the only way you could do it is digital. There would be no other way to do it, right? Absolutely. I mean, here in the UK, it's probably the same in the US. You've got this huge, huge um, creative creative community now who are buying wall coverings one roll at a time through their website. So they're creating, they're designing them. Their customers are using dropship hubs to to create their own wall covering brands. And it's um, it, it's an incredible shift, actually, I think, um, that isn't something that was possible years ago I used to work in the wall coverings industry many years ago you know you'd buy a design and you'd buy it looking at it you think oh how am I going to get that to six colors <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to get that to six colors but we had all sorts of different tricks that we you know the designers were creating things that they knew that you know whether it was going down flex or, or right. review <laughs> they, they did create with that in mind but yeah it wasn't always possible but now wow it's un- it, it's infinite. It's pretty creativity. much whatever you can yeah. come up with, you can print. I mean, and yeah. that's, you know, I, my, I started the, I think something around here that I get, if you can imagine it, we can print it, yeah. you know, and that's, we, we pride ourselves. We have a great group of people in the lab and in product management that really understand the technology. Yeah. And, um, you know, my skill is understanding what we can print on. And then trying to push the buttons more. So we really, as a group, we really push ourselves to try to see, well, may, what about if we did this, you know? Mm-hmm. But because we understand the technology, it's a great advantage, right? Yeah. To be able yeah. to try to explain that and then try to explain to customers. You know, I have customers call me all the time. Well, how did they do that? Or I saw somebody in this country do that. How did they do that? I said, that's all just in the file. There's, yeah. it's, you have the same machine. You can do the same thing. It's just, as you say, a learning <laughs> curve. It's a learning curve, isn't it really? Yeah. But pushing, yeah. really pushing those boundaries. I mean, to get, you know, some of the most wonderful, wonderful base substrates that we can play with now, you know, micas, metallics, et cetera. As I said, you know, shells, pearls, you know, all sorts of crushed, gorgeous surfaces that you can then print on top of. Incredible, incredible opportunities for people out there. It really is. It's so, so, so exciting. Angel, thank you so much. Before we go, um, what's planned for 2024? And um, what what more? Is there more? What more can we look forward to? I mean, you know, for me as a creative, I just I just envy you having all of that incredible machinery and um, a toolbox that you can play with. It's fabulous. It is fun to be able to play. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think we will continue to. Um, not that I can make any statement because I'm not in that side of the business, but I have to understand it is that we will continue to um, understand and learn more about UV gel technology and broaden our 
you know, broaden our portfolio with things that make sense, right? Yeah. Uh, things yeah. that we hear customers' pain points of what they're having with other, you know, other pieces of equipment in the marketplace. But yeah. now that we've figured out um, the white was a big thing, um, and that is proving, you know, to 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 produce and develop um, as we had anticipated. Um, so that now we're just trying to deliver, get equipment out, get more equipment out to everyone yeah. um, and then keep experimenting. But I'm, I'm sure down the road, there will be more things of UV gel we can talk about. So definitely, definitely. Are there any markets that are kind of out there ready to be disrupted? Do you think with, uh, with UV? Um, the, the newest market we just uh, actually were testing is more industrial. I think we, we've kind of only tapped into that a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, because the inks are so durable yep. um, and they like to stick to things that, you know, I'd like to say less, we say less is more for yep. polymer inks. Um, yep. We were uh, with Tecra and they have um, a polycarbonate that's developed for membrane switches. Uh-huh. So they've been working on some things. And so now collectively between Venlo and ourselves, we've tested it here, but they're doing some more. Um, we are hoping to uh, get a little bit more foot in the door in that market and more industrial space for people that are actually manufacturing for that. So in the manufacturing segment, I think there's a lot of opportunity there with some materials um, that we're just now trying to get around to because the, the, you know, the biggest market was sign and graphics and everybody comes to you for that. Mm-hmm. But for expanding the portfolio range, I think it would be good that we can um show other uses because there is certainly people that are printing on other technology that yeah. are struggling with membrane switches. And if we can make it easier, then we're looking forward to that. So I think it, it never ceases to amaze me <laughs> how far inkjet can travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's only going to get better. I just think that there, um, you know, there is opportunities. And like I said, this is a collective thing now between, you know, Tecra and us. And that's part of my job is like, how do we partner with somebody in order to better all of us, right? To give, give, answer some opportunities in the market that they see, as well as what we see. So you're absolutely right. And that's kind of a good point to close our conversation as well, really, in that that collaboration that we've just spoken about is exactly how the, the wall covering marketplace has been unlocked, isn't it really? It's by the creative, the media partners, the industry at large, and the technology all collaborating together to push those boundaries and create beautiful products and new opportunities for the printing industry. Yeah, I think um, I think those partnerships are really important yeah. um, because I think it also makes us looking ahead to the future and how do we stay all collectively working together to make you know a future continued digital printing future. Yep. moving forward, right? We yeah. want print to print. Printing is okay. Um, I used to work for um, international paper, so I'm all about print and using paper. So um, I think it's important that people realize printing is good, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as technology evolves, so the market evolves along with it, really. Yeah. Into new, into yeah. new, new landscapes. It's great. Well, Angel, it was an absolute joy to meet you. Um, it's a joy to deep dive with you again today and um, I look forward to following the progress of all Canon technologies and seeing where we get to next. It's really exciting. Thank you so much, Debbie, for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. It's been great. It really has. Thank you. Thank you.